Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome and thanks so much for joining us. I'm intrigued by our next guest. He is Pastor Bill Jenkins. He's a senior pastor of the Church of Acts in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we're going to talk about uh, uh, some of his uh, one of his recent books that's come out, and it's about the number 15 and how it figures in to the Bible and, and what it means to us and why it's important in today's world. So, Pastor Jenkins, thanks very much for joining us and welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on today. Well, I'm very excited. I've been intrigued since we first talked about this, uh, about what we're going to talk about. Before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and the Church of Acts and a little bit about your background. Well, absolutely. Well, um, I uh, started the Church of Acts back here in Indianapolis, Indiana, back in 1991. We actually started in a funeral home of all places, and uh, (laughs) 20-something years later, we have... uh, uh, off of I-65 here, we have 34 acres, we minister to the homeless, we minister to the veterans, we have big youth programs, we have great outreaches where we give 10 to 20,000 pounds of food out every uh, summer, every week in the summer, which is about a, uh, a semi-truckload full, full of food away for free. So we're in the community, we're working with the mayor, we're working with the police chief, to improve our community and to really uh, be the salt and light to the communities that God has called us to be. Isn't that wonderful? Now that that all started from a, a funeral home uh, church. Um, what was your first congregation like? What I mean, what can you remember back <laughs> to that? Yeah, absolutely. We uh, actually had uh, about seven uh, people in that funeral home. I picked up five from the nursing home and brought them, and um, uh, we had a great service that day. I do remember that, but uh, didn't know that uh, God would be so gracious to us and uh, would bless us as he has over the years as much as he has. But I'm also a husband uh, and a father of three, and I love uh, my family, big family man, love to date my wife after 16 years and coach my uh, kids' baseball, basketball, and football teams, and so that's a very important part of my life as well. Absolutely, and you're also uh, an author. You've written several books, right? Yes, I've written four books. My latest book is the book 15, which really centers around the importance of the number 15, not just, you know, in life, but more importantly, in the Bible, and then how it reflects to us experience and success as we understand that number in a biblical sense. Now, when did you first start realizing that 15 was so significant in the Bible, and when, when did that dawn on you? Well, every year what I do is I try to cast out a vision to my church. I lay out a little template, give them a foundation for things that I'm going to be talking about in the coming year. And so at the end of every year, I begin to just talk and ask the Lord, begin to pray, seek his face as to exactly what he would have me to focus in on. And the last part of 2014, uh, I really begin to understand that the Lord wanted me to study this number to really help set us up for success in the coming year. Okay, so let's start with some basic questions. How many times is the number 15 mentioned in the Bible? 
Well, the number 15 is actually mentioned 42 times in the Bible. Now, keep in mind, there are 31,000 verses in the Bible, and one out of six verses contains some reference to a number. And so that's very important because, you know, this is not a book of numerology, but numbers are important. Places are important. Names are important. Every word in the Bible is important, so we can't bypass the simple things that God puts and lays out for us in the Word to help us gain a greater understanding of what He's trying to reveal. So the number 15 is actually mentioned 42 times. Okay, and how is, how is the number 15 important in today's world? Well, it's everywhere. It really is. If you think about it, even in entertainment, Taylor Swift, Marilyn Manson, you have both sides of the spectrum there in the music industry. Both of them have sung songs about the number 15. There's been a 15 restaurant. uh, There's a 15 hotel. There's a 15 punk rock band. And so 15 is everywhere in entertainment, even in the sports world. Major League Baseball just started. I'm a big Cub fan. So I'm believing for big things for the Cubs this year. But there are 15 teams in the national, 15 teams in the American. Then you go to the NFL. Well, the NFL has four 15-minute quarters. They also have an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, which yields a 15-yard penalty. And if you count the letters in unsportsmanlike, it is actually 15 letters. So whether it be Major League Baseball, NFL, Taylor Swift, Marilyn Manson, even the president has a connection to the number 15 and that there are 15 executive departments that make up the cabinet that uh, helps around the president to, you know, help hopefully to benefit our country. And how do we tie all this together? What what are the five main themes that the number 15 uh, that set us up for success in 2015? Well, here's the thing. I've, I realized that if 15 was important in sports, entertainment, politics, that it had to have a significance in the Bible. And so when I began to lay out those 42 references of the number 15 in the Bible, I saw that it revolved around five themes. It revolved around rest. You know, your last guest was so wonderful talking about health, talking about things to eat. I love the interview that you did. That was fabulous. But one of the other things that we need to do to really – I believe success and walk in health is learn how to rest. You know, stress is wearing us out. It's burning us out in America. And so I believe this is a year of rest. And you say, well, Pastor, how did you get that? Well, if you count the number of times Noah is mentioned, count the 15th time he is mentioned in the first book, which is Genesis. And it's in Genesis 7-7, which revolves around Noah entering the ark because he found a place of rest, because in Genesis 7-20, the waters rose 15 cubits. And so no matter how high the waters will rise in 2015, no matter how tough things may get, I believe God wants us to find a place of rest in him in 2015. In other words, don't let stress get the best of us. Don't be so busy that we don't find time to incorporate rest in our schedule, because if we don't, we're really in for a hard time, and it's going to affect us in every way, including our health. And so when you see 15, in part, number one, it revolves around rest. And so if Noah had the ark, if Jesus had the garden, if Elijah had the cave, then we have to find our place of rest in the Lord in 2015. But it also revolves around deliverance. It revolves around divine connections. It revolves around the church. And then it also revolves around addition and extension. In other words, this being a year when God wants to add and extend things in our lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let, let, let's uh, let's give us some more information on that. If God wants to extend things in our lives. What more can yeah, you tell absolutely. us about that? This is, yeah, this is a year of addition and extension where God is adding. There's a story in the Bible about King Hezekiah, and in the 14th year of his reign, 
the Bible said that he got a knock on the door from the prophet, and the prophet told him that he needed to get his affairs in order because he was about to die. Now, the last thing we want to hear is that we're going to, you know, die and we need to get our affairs in order. And Hezekiah handled it right. You know, he didn't get mad. He didn't get upset. He didn't get, you know, uh, uh, mad at God or mad at the messenger. He went to the Lord and he prayed such a fervent prayer that the Bible says that before the prophet who just gave him this message got to the middle of the court, that God changed his mind because of Hezekiah's prayer, sent the prophet back to tell him that not only was he not going to die in his 14th year as reign of king, but he was also going to get a 15-year extension. And so what I'm declaring to people is that when you see 15 in the Bible, it's referring to things being added and extended in your life. And so if there's something you've been believing for, maybe 2014, maybe a few of the previous years haven't been good to you. Maybe, for instance, you've gone through a divorce. Maybe you went through a bankruptcy. Maybe you were diagnosed with a disease. Maybe somebody told you you were going to lose something. Maybe you did lose something. Well, this is a year I believe God's going to help you to recover because 15 really revolves around that in the Bible when it's mentioned about adding and extending. So I'm declaring, giving hope to people that this is a year, no matter how many previous years you've had things subtracted from you, that this is a year God's going to begin to add things to your life, begin to extend your borders, and begin to take you to places that you haven't gone to in your life. But uh, I, I like your message there is that it that didn't come without the, the recognition and effort of, of making the prayer, of, of the, the fervent prayer, you said, that, that resulted Absolutely. in that extension. Uh, so Absolutely. It, it, okay. okay. And so uh, with your, you have, how old are your children, if I may ask? Well, they're 14, 12, and 10, so please pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was going to ask you because I, I have a 14-year-old son, and, um, you know, it's it's hard to get them sometimes off of their uh, video technology, their their smartphones that turn into games and or their gaming technology, and but they need to rest too because I, I'm convinced that their, their minds are working overtime on these short brainwave activities in these things like this. Now, I don't know if you share that belief or, or not, but it sounds like you may. And if you do, um, how do you get your children to rest and do more brainwave, long brainwave activities? Well, here's the thing. You have to incorporate it into your life. You know, I, I have a very busy life, as most people do. Three kids, a wife. I have a small dog. I pastor a church. I travel around. I do life coach, all kinds of different things. But one thing that's important is you have to incorporate rest into your schedule and include that with your kids. For instance, one of the things that we do on Sunday afternoons, as busy as we are, is we take a time after service to not only eat, but to come home and rest together and to maybe watch a game, take a little nap. You know, there's going to be plenty of time for things to happen later on, but you've got to make sure you prioritize things in your life and put Jesus at the very center of your life. If you're ever going to succeed, in my opinion, you've got to put the Lord at the center of whatever you do and prioritize your life and make sure you're not majoring on the minor things in life. And if you can do that, I believe in part that's what's going to help you to succeed. Great, great input, great thoughts. Now, when you have uh, – how, how large is your congregation now? Well, we have, you know, uh, so many things going on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
we're ministering to hundreds of people in a week, you know. So we're ministering to a large group of people who are from many different parts of society, whether it be the mayor, the police chief, the sheriff, or whether it be the homeless. We have a homeless ministry on Tuesdays. We go and we minister to people. We bring them toilet paper. We bring them water. We bring them the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. Try to bring them hope. Try to help even find them jobs. Get them reacclimated in society, even prisoners. So whatever it is, we're ministering to people, whether it be in the building or out of the building, we're ministering to hundreds of people every single week. Now, uh, what would you say, I mean, a lot of people are saying, well, the, the church is having a hard time uh, drawing in new people. It sounds like through your acts, like you said, the Church of Acts, which I really love that, uh, the name of your church, which is embodied in what you're obviously doing uh, outreaching to so many. Um, uh, how how can parents or or others get more involved or or get rejuvenated as far as the feeling of let's we we need to go to church. Well, I, you, I, I couldn't have said it better. I love how you phrased that because here's the thing: God never told the world to go to church. Never once. You can read through all the verses in the Bible, every chapter. Nowhere does it say the world ought to go to church, but it does say the church ought to go to the world. And another thing in my book that I talk about is that it is the year of the church. When you see 15 in the Bible, it revolves around the church as well. And so this is a time when the church has got to come out of our buildings. We got to get into our communities. We got to be salt and light. We got to quit pointing the fingers, quit condemning everybody to hell and start really loving them back to life. Instead of, you know, preaching the hell out of them or hating the hell out of them, we need to love the hell out of them and really let them know that, you know what, we're not here to judge you. That's God's job, but we are here to connect you to Christ. We are here to let you know that there is a better way and be salt and light that preserves and penetrates the darkness of society. Without this, without the church, the world really is in bad shape. So we've got to get out of the four walls of our buildings and get into communities, make a difference, and make it exciting for people to come to church. Make them want to come to church because of the lives that we're living before them. Very powerful words. Very powerful words, Bill, Bill Jenkins. And so tell us a little bit about your book, uh, 15. Now, we've talked a little bit about the significance of 15, but um, what would someone get out of reading 15? Well, one thing that I'm going to do in my book is I'm going to take you on a journey through every chapter 15 in the Bible, whether it be old or new. There's 19 in the Old Testament. There are eight in the New Testament. So 27 out of the 66 books have a chapter 15. And in every one of those books, I'm going to be talking to you about a prophetic word, something you can do that can set you up for success in 2015. We're also going to be talking about the five things that the number 15 represents when it's mentioned in the Bible. I'll be talking about some 15-year-olds in the Bible, both good and bad. Cain was the first murderer of the Bible, and he was a teenager when he committed murder. But then we look at David, who was a teen when he was out in the field taking care of the sheep, tending to the sheep, and he took care of the small things, and then God gave him the opportunity to do the large things. And so we'll be looking at a whole wide variety of things, including what different numbers in the Bible mean. So I'll go through the list of different numbers in the Bible, give you examples of what they mean and why they mean that. So when you get a copy of the book 15, know that it's 150 pages full of information that's going to inspire you and really, I believe, bring life and help set you up for success in 2015. Would you love to see uh, people give this book as a gift to someone who could maybe use some inspiration in their life? 
Oh, absolutely. If you need hope, if you know someone who needs hope, if you know someone, someone who's gone through a bad time or through a struggle, then this is a message of hope. This is not a message of condemnation. This isn't some book about numerology. It's simply a book that will release hope and provide faith for those who have maybe gone through a struggle, through a trial, or just somebody who's really wanting to be more successful in their lives, even if they've experienced a measure of success. I believe this book will help them to experience even a greater measure in their life. Pastor Jenkins, I don't live in Indianapolis, Indiana, but if I did, I'd I'd certainly want to visit your church and and get to know more about what the wonderful things that you're doing. Uh, How do our listeners find out more about the Church of Acts? Well, they can uh, simply go to our website, www.churchofacts.org. The book is available on Amazon, both ebook and through paperback. They can go to Barnes & Noble, eBay, but the best place to get it is through the website, churchofacts.org. As a matter of fact, if somebody does that, I'm going to autograph, personally sign a copy for them, put a little prophetic word in the front of the book for them if they order it through our website. If they want to find out about our church, all the ministries, all the things we have going on on a daily basis, just go to churchofacts.org. Wonderful information, very inspirational message, and and God bless you and your work. You're doing a tremendous job in in your community and and reaching out to others, and we really appreciate you uh, telling our listeners about, uh, about the book 15 and about what you're doing at the Church of Acts. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. I appreciate what you're doing and appreciate the opportunity to share the message of the Lord Jesus Christ with you guys. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 